0: Hello and welcome to we Read This Last Night. A show about stuff that we only have surface level knowledge on, but we essentially just read about it last night. Our topic for today is unconventional death. How do you wish to die? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you wish to die? Same as you, same as you. <laughs> Anyway, coming to the topic at hand, there have been various unusual deaths throughout the course of history. Some grotesque, some hilarious, and some just plain sad. And today we're going to talk about a few of them. Let's start with ancient times, because places like ancient Greece have a lot of uh, stories of weird deaths. So there was this Greek playwright called Aeschylus. And he was pretty prominent actually. Uh, some of his plays are taught in universities and drama courses even today. And uh, he used to write tragedies and he's known as the father of tragedy. So uh, he was afraid because there was a prophecy that a house would fall on his head. So he just thought, okay, I'll go outside. And he thought he'd won and he'd trick the prophecy because how could a house fall on his head if he was outside? And then he went outside the city wall or something like that. And an eagle came and the eagle thought that his uh, head, I think it was bald probably. So the eagle yeah. thought that his head was a rock and the eagle had a tortoise in his in hand. So eagles usually throw tortoises on rocks to crack their shells so they can eat them. So the eagle mistaking his bald head for a rock threw the tortoise on him, killing him. And the whole reasoning behind is this is that uh the tortoise lives inside its shell, so the shell essentially is a house, and therefore he wants to buy a house. Pretty funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, there is this um there is this other guy uh this other Greek philosopher uh I don't know his name was something like I'm gonna butcher his name but his name was something like Crisip Kreset, of Soli. And he mm-hmm. is said to have died of fits of laughter after he, after he got his donkey drunk on wine. And then he saw it trying to eat eggs. So he just laughed until he died. He probably deserved that. That's that's
0: borderline animal abuse.
1: Yeah, but then, I don't know. I'll give a million dollars to see that. Yeah, sure.
0: Uh, talking about Greek philosophers, there was this other dude. Uh, he was called Heraclitus. He's pretty cool, actually. Like, I have a book by him in my Kindle. He was like one of the prominent pre-Socratic philosophers. Uh, he came before Socrates, and mm-hmm. yeah, he he basically used to write these like short one-liners or epigrams. They're essentially like poetry. It looks like Rupi Kaur poetry, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not even kidding. He's like the OG Rupi Kaur. So, yeah, anyway.
1: Okay, uh, slight side note. I'm not slight, but yeah, side note. India has the worst representation abroad. Like, yeah, our, main three, our main three uh, figures in Western media are Rupi Kaur, Lily Singh, and Priyanka Chopra. That sucks so bad. Yeah, I want Hasan Minhaj to represent us. The only cool representation was Rafan Khan, and he's
0: that now.
1: Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Coming back to Heraclitus, he was cool and all, but he had this weird philosophy that the the earth was made of fire and water or something like that. And uh, yeah,
1: yeah, the the four elements like it was uh, yeah, earth, yeah. fire. No, five elements I think. Earth, fire, wind, water, and um this this substance called ether.
0: Yeah, something like that. But anyway, he believed that and he uh, developed this condition called edema or hydropsy, whatever you call it, which basically uh, fluid gets uh, accumulated inside your body. So against doctor's advice, he was like, okay, I have water in my body. I I need to get rid of it with fire or something. And so naturally, he covered himself with cow dung and (laughs) sat out in the sun. And because the cow dung was already warm and suffocating and it was hot outside he died of I don't know what he died of like a heat stroke or something but it was too hot for him basically and he died
1: how do you come up with this stuff like how can someone how have come this out? thought I don't know, I don't
0: there's,
1: know. This, uh, there's this other really famous Greek philosopher uh, called Pythagoras like she was a mathematician and a philosopher
0: yeah the Pythagoras so, we all know
1: yeah, so um, how he died was that he had a lot of political enemies, so they were trying to kill him and he was trying to outrun them and he almost outran them. But then he came across a bean field, a field of beans, uh-huh. and so he had prohibited beans, and like his reasoning behind it was that they were ritually unclean. So running through the field would be a violation of his own rules or his own teaching. So he stopped, like he didn't run through the field, and then he was scared.
0: Damn. I mean, that is pretty honorable. It might be dumb, but it's also impressive. Like, ancient Greeks, some of them obviously did stupid shit, like covering themselves with cow dung. But some of them were pretty uh, bound by honor as well. Like, uh, there's yeah. this guy called Seneca. His death isn't really unconventional, but it's still pretty cool. Like, he was the Stoic philosopher. One of the the earliest uh, Stoic philosophers. Stoicism is this, like, Greek school of thought. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, he was tutor to Nero. And Nero, we all know, was a fucking madman. So Mm -hmm. Seneca tutored him for a couple of years. And then one day Nero was bored. He he, he was bored and also, like, there was this... uh, conspiracy that uh, Seneca was involved in the plot to assassinate Nero, which was, like, almost 100% not true. All historians agree on that. It was probably fake. But uh, nevertheless, Nero just randomly decided to tell Seneca to off himself. And Seneca was like, sure, yeah, okay. And he didn't, like, he didn't flinch at all. And he casually went into his and his wrist and died, adhering to his (laughs) stoic philosophy that you can't control... uh, stuff that is outside your, you know, that, stuff so that's not, it's not saying, yeah. Ben Basically adhering to his stoic philosophy that you can't control whatever is not in your hands.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually badass,
0: I guess. Yeah, pretty badass. Okay, so these are all cases of people sticking to their morals and dying honorably, but there are also some that died ironically and for this we need to move eastwards because uh there was this one chinese emperor called Shi Huang of the Huang dynasty i assume and you know the whole uh you know the terracotta army things they have in china yeah 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 -hmm. like it's a night at the museum and stuff like that so he he made that i think and uh his main thing was that throughout his life he was he was obsessed with the idea of immortality so he spent most of his life searching for the elixir of life and uh, sort of increase his lifetime he would take these like mercury pills or something and ironically he died of mercury poisoning
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was this pope, like Pope John XII so you know how um all uh, Catholic priests have to take a vow of chastity and like they have to resist carnal temptations and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I Sean the Peter didn't really with that. Like he didn't concern himself with like living by those rules. Uh, he scandalized even the Roman society of his day with his addiction to pleasure and debauchery. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, his uh, his opponents accused him of turning the Papal Palace into a brothel. And, wow. Um, <laughs> do you know how he died? How did he die? He died in uh, the year 9- 964. And he died uh, like he was 27 years old. And he suffered a fatal stroke while in bed with a married
0: woman. Damn, that is pretty ironic. For a Pope. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but then, I don't know, he was, like, the anti-pope.
0: Yeah, but keep in mind, this is not just some random godman or, like, you know, a lowly priest. It is the Pope. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so cool. <laughs> That's honestly so cool. Like, imagine going to the Pope and saying that you've turned the palace into a brothel.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if I was an elected Pope, I would probably do that.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> There was this other king, like, the Saxon king, uh, Uh who died in the year uh, 1016. And so he was only king for, like, eight months. And, like, he spent most of that time fighting the Vikings, who were trying to invade and take over his country. Uh And um, he failed to keep, like, England safe. But at least we have a good story, like, uh, you know, regarding how he died. So how he died was that he was going to the washroom uh-huh. and at that point the toilet was basically a hole in the ground which like, led to a tunnel yeah, and that's where all the feces would remain and like people had to clean it out and stuff and the tunnel would open somewhere else because uh, I don't think anyone wants to dive into the toilet seat. So that opening was for the person who had to clean the I do know, the uh, trench up. And mm-hmm. so this uh, Viking, he entered the trench through that other hole. And so he... Um, Edmund was doing his business and the Viking stabbed him in the butthole.
0: No fucking way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no other way to put it. He literally stabbed him in the butthole.
0: No.
1: That's how he died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah also you talked about that pope dude uh this wasn't exactly the same but like saint peter Uh, well, when he was crucified he didn't like uh want to be crucified like jesus had so he specifically requested that he be crucified uh upside down and even though it was more painful mm-hmm. yeah and now like uh people are associated with, like, the devil or whatever, use the upside-down cross as a way to mock Jesus.
1: There was this pope who, like, I don't remember who it was, and my facts might be hazy, but he died while fucking an altar boy. <laughs>
0: uh, that, that's, like, the classic way for a pope to die.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so many popes have died uh, in a violent manner. It's just
0: Pretty insane, yeah. Someone I probably deserved Also, talking about martyred saints, uh, Saint Lawrence, he was this dude who, uh, like he was a saint and uh, he was there during the time when obviously the Romans were persecuting a lot of Christians. So, he was sentenced yeah. to be, um, uh, like roasted to death on coals, which is so fucking painful. Like I cannot even imagine it, but yeah, while he was being roasted. Like uh he was roasted on one side first. And then this is obviously a legend, like there's no he actually said this, but it's just a story. He was like, I'm well done on this side, turn me over. <laughs> yeah, and now he's the uh, patron saint for cooks, chefs and comedians.
1: I don't remember who did this, but like this is uh artist, like a modern artist, uh, probably from the twentieth century or so. And um, so that person was sick and, like, they were hospitalized. And so uh, one of their relatives asked uh, one of the healthcare workers, like, how their condition was. Mm -hmm. And they said that they're getting better. And so the artist just uttered the words on the contrary and died. (laughs) imagine being that petty like some yeah. the that you're getting no writing, you're I'm just literally like... dying <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the dream
0: that is the dream also some some that's are just like plain sad like there was this one dude uh, uh, he was like he was he was the head servant to the prince of France so he was responsible for organizing this was just banquet where like even Louis the Fourteenth, like the Sun King, uh this really mm-hmm. popular French king, he ruled for like, I don't know, seventy something years, but he was a big deal. So he was present at the banquet as well. And this poor guy got so stressed. And there were a number of like difficulties with the banquet, like the seafood wasn't arriving on time. And he got so stressed that he stabbed himself. And the person who found this, his body was coming to tell him that the fresh had just arrived. No. Yeah, that's so
1: sad. That's
0: horrible. That is horrible.
1: Uh, there's this guy named Hans Staniger
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: 16th century. He was the mayor of a town called Brano, And like, I think he has the longest recorded beard in human history.
0: Oh, that's probably also the town where Hitler was from. I'm not sure, but yeah. I think so that's probably this... why Hitler didn't have a beard and he only
1: kept a short moustache. <laughs> 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 yeah, so this guy, um, Hans, Hans Taniger, he was running through the town as one does and he tripped on his beard and died. Wow. Like, he, he just broke his neck by tripping on his beard. Yeah, okay,
0: I've, I've heard about this. Like, apparently there was a fire in the town and, uh, like, he would keep his beard rolled up and in his pocket, right? But at mm-hmm. that time, he had, like, no... Uh,
1: as one
0: does. As one does, yeah. Imagine having your beard in your pocket. But yeah, he just, like, like grabbed his beard and ran with it. And one would assume that he would, like, die by his beard catching, beard catching on fire, but instead he just tripped down the side of stairs. <laughs> Talking about people who tripped down the of stairs, uh, you know Humayu, right? He was the second Mughal emperor. Yeah, girl. yeah. After Babur, Homayu uh, had a sad life, like, his dad was obviously the child who conquered, like, most of North India, but then yeah. he became king and he wasn't really, like, I'm not gonna say he wasn't fit to become king, but, you know, he obviously wasn't cut out for the job, and he was more interested in other stuff, and he, almost immediately, he lost his kingdom to this other guy, like, Sher Suri. And he's, yeah, yeah, he's he's the
1: one guy who randomly appears between the line of Mughal emperors.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he he, he he just came along and captured Humayu's empire. And Humayu ran away to, like, I don't know, Persia or something. And he was there in exile. And then he spent a long time, um you know, devising his plan to conquer his kingdom back. And then when he finally did with the help of Persian soldiers. But just six months later, he died, which is pretty sad. Like, just six months after getting your entire empire back, after, you know, years of hustling. But anyway, so he was, uh, so there's this place called the Piranha in Delhi. It says that you can go visit it, it's a sport. And that's where Humayu died. So he was an avid reader, right? And he was in the library. And then he came out with a bunch of books that he wanted to read. And he was carrying them in his arms. But just as he came out and he was about to climb down the stairs, uh, the azan uh, happened. The azan is like the Muslim call to prayer. So, yeah, whenever Muslims hear it, they're obligated to go and pray namaz. So he couldn't pray namaz, obviously, but just as a sign of respect, he decided to, like, bend down on his knees. And he did, but he was wearing a long uh, robe and that caught in his feet and he tripped and fell down the flight of stairs and hit his head and died. That's
1: that's sad, that's but
0: <laughs> that's, that's also
1: so anti-climatic.
0: It is pretty anti like,
1: For a Mughal emperor to die that way.
0: Yeah, for like an emperor, his life was just sad, like and he was supposed to be an emperor but then he lost his kingdom and he died in such a I don't know, such a loser way I guess. But it was also nice in the <laughs> yeah. way when he was like paying his respect. So, you know, it could go either way. Yeah, yeah,
1: makes sense. Yeah.
0: Uh, also, Humani was like the Rahul Gandhi Ji. of Mughal India? <laughs> I don't know why. Like, he just feels like a childhood if he wasn't into politics.
1: Or uh, Rangzeb was like Sanjay Gandhi.
0: <laughs> How? <laughs> this
1: rogue, charred son. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, um, Talking about uh,
1: rulers in ancient India, Sambhaji.
0: Yeah, Sambhaji. Sambhaji was a Maratha ruler. The Marathas were direct antagonists to the Mughals. They were always fighting. And uh, he was the son of Shivaji, the the most famous and the first ruler of the Marathas. So yeah, he succeeded when Shivaji died. And he spent a good half of his uh, reign just fighting off the Mughals. But during one battle, unfortunately... His own family fucking snitched on him, which is so lame. Fuck snitches. Anyway, uh, he got snatched on and uh, Aurangzeb captured him. And uh, there are varying accounts, but it's like almost certain that he was tortured a lot and then killed. So basically, at first, uh, he was uh, put on trial and converted to death for the killing of Muslims. And then Aurangzeb told him to bow down to him and convert to Islam. But then, Chad, Sambaji goes, the day I will convert to Islam is the day you give me your daughter's hand in marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just such a cool think to say. Like, mad respect for him. So he said that was the orange ape was best. So he did a bunch of stuff to him. Like, he gouged his eyeballs out. And then, yeah, there's this other story as well. Like, a more drawn-out version of this. That he uh, chopped his tongue off. And then Aurangzee told him to write and he wrote the same thing on, on a piece of paper. And that just made him more mad. And... <laughs> yeah, he was... <laughs> yeah, and in the end, they just beheaded him. Yeah. <laughs> that That's
1: funnier than, like, sad.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Um, Going back to the West, there was this uh, king... Louis the third, King of West Francia. He died mm-hmm. around the age of eighteen at Saint Denis. Saint Denis, I don't know. Um so he was mounting his horse to pursue a girl who was running to seek refuge in her father's house, but he hit his head on the lintel of a low door and fell fracturing
0: his skull. Average Bihari. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, deserved, bro. What else can I
1: say? Yeah, like, you're a king and you're following a girl. Yeah. That's,
0: that's, yeah, he deserved it.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: Okay, but also, all of this just goes to show how fucking crazy the medieval period was. Like, can you imagine? Like, so much crazy should happen. Uh, one of the things that happened is, um, like, in the 1500s, there was this city in France called Strasbourg, something like that. And uh, this woman, one day, she just comes out in the streets and she starts, like, slowly moving at first. Like, you watch Jojo Rabbit, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you know
0: the end when they start, like, casually <laughs> moving and yeah, eventually yeah. they start dancing? I
1: know what you're talking
0: about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this woman just, she, she was moving for a while and then she started dancing, like, more and more rapidly until she was, like, full-on, just jitterbogging. What does Jitterbunny even mean? I don't know what that means. But anyway, she was doing it. And a few people were amused at first. But then she kept dancing for a long time. Like, some sources say up to a week. So people just randomly came and started joining her. And there were, like, I don't know, a few dozen people dancing. But soon it kept increasing. And uh, a lot of townspeople got into it. And they got so into it that they built, like, an entire stage for these folks to dance. And they bought like a backing band and said like it was a full on crazy medieval party and all these people were dancing and so many of them died because they just fell down and died due to exhaustion or something or like a stroke or a heart attack like 400 people died of dancing which is the funniest and the craziest <laughs> shit ever and to, to this that... date like, like unlike the other stories we discussed like those were mostly uh, like legends or you know exaggerated accounts this one actually happened like we have historical proof of this happening and we still don't know how it happened i don't know in my mind i just imagine these like crazy medieval french people dancing to dancing queen by abba <laughs> so that's just how i think of it but yeah there are some theories as to how something this uh fucking crazy can happen like uh one of these is that they were having, having some sort of moldy bread uh which had this uh compound that was similar in uh, like chemical construction to LSD which yeah explains man like LSD (laughs) they were all on (laughs) acid probably so yeah either that or the people were just stressed and they started dancing to take out their stress like it was stress induced paranoia or something like that which I mean hard to imagine but like you know I could see myself dancing if I was stressed the fuck out and other than
1: that I I don't know I I wouldn't do any physical activity voluntarily if I was stressed.
0: Yeah, I would, dance, I would just but not there. for like a week straight until I died of exhaustion.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, that would be the end of your stress but, you know, there are better ways. Hmm.
1: And faster ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, the like the most common consensus consensus is that uh, like either the LSD theory or just masses theory, like, you know, the Salem witch trials thing. People just Mm -hmm. getting up and accusing each other of being witches if they're bored. Yeah, this was the same thing. Just people dancing to their deaths because they were bored. Which, I don't even know what to say.
1: People are weird. Yeah, but then, like, they didn't have internet back then, so understand it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: This is, like, pre-internet and, like, pre-printing revolution.
0: The dancing plague was just uh, a substitution for Wi-Fi back then.
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, so, moving on, there was this, uh, <laughs> there was this beer flood in London in 1814. A beer flood? Like, yeah.
0: beer rain from the sky?
1: No, no, like, a giant vat at a brewery burst, sending over 3,500 barrels of beer poured okay, to I'll the street.
0: Why did I think it fell from the sky? That would have been more interesting,
1: though. Yeah, and eight people died.
0: But, I mean, that is, and, a, that is a good way to drown. Like, drowning in beer? fuck, yes.
1: Yeah, and, like, you would think that, uh, you know, something like this would only happen once in a you know, million years or something like that. Yeah, sure. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, a little over a century later, 21 people died in the Boston Molasses disaster of 1919.
0: <laughs> molasses, <laughs> like, that sticky that sweet stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much used to make whiskey, I think.
0: That's disgusting, like, you know, when something sticky and sweet gets in your hand, like, you feel mm-hmm. really uncomfortable. Imagine dying in that shot.
1: Yeah, a massive tank of molasses burst on a warm day, sending 25 feet high wave of sweetener through the city at 35 miles per hour. <laughs>
0: 35 miles per hour? Molasses flowing that fast?
1: Yeah. Holy shit. I would just die upon impact.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, there was this queen, queen Sananda. uh, I'm gonna butcher her name, but queen Sananda Kumari Kumari Ratna, I guess. I
0: thought Uh, Sananda Pushkar, like Sananda Pushkar, Shashi Tharoor's wife. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so this queen, uh, she was the queen of Siam, which is now Thailand. Uh, mm-hmm. She drowned in in 1880 in full view of many of her subjects, but they couldn't save her because they were forbidden from touching her. Whoa. She was That's drowning cool. in front of them and they couldn't save her because she would have been killed.
0: Wow. I mean, yeah, most of these just happened because of, like, some sort of stupid law or, like, Religious superstition or something. Yeah, anyway, like uh, the oldest woman who ever lived, she was like this French woman. She lived till like 122 or something. Like, till date, she's the oldest person ever. Official records were. So, mm-hmm. like, she came to attention because as a hundredth anniversary. Like, Vincent Mango does, but like, towards the end of his life, he came to Paris. Paris, sorry, France, was a small town. And this one was mm-hmm. the from the same town. And she claimed to have seen Van Gogh and they were like, holy shitty, so they put her in the Guinness World of, like, records. Guinness <laughs> Book of Records. But her, like, that French woman, she was like, I've seen Van Gogh. Ko and she was like, he was very, uh, ugly and, like, weird and unkempt. Which, ha, like, I could, I could imagine. In the yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's just sad. Like, her drowning in front of all her subjects couldn't save her because they were afraid of being killed themselves uh, yeah. talking about sad that that was also unusual Vincent Van Gogh probably uh the saddest life someone has ever led yeah so,
1: you know, uh, is he a favorite artist because he's my favorite yeah. artist
0: yeah he's definitely up there yeah he could be my favorite artist Anyway, Van Gogh lived in the Netherlands for most of his life because he was Dutch, obviously. And then he had a period of like mental instability. Very famously, cut his hair off. I Even mean, like the cutting his hair off thing, there are like various theories. But one of them, one of the most heartwarming ones is that uh, he cut his hair off because um, uh, he met this uh, like sex worker who was deformed, and then he cut his hair oh, off man. and like mailed it to her, uh, like as a sign of sympathy. And now we are like. We both are deformed. Um, I don't know it's 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 wholesome in a very twisted way.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that. And yeah, after this whole like weird phase, he was um in an asylum where, which was arguably one of the most creative phases of his life. Like he completed a lot of paintings at that time. Mm-hmm. And then he the, moved starry to... night. Hmm? the Starry Night.
1: Me? The Starry Night.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it was some. I think it was the view from the asylum. I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, a lot of other famous paintings. And then he moved to this town, uh, in France, like a small town, and uh, there he lived there for a while, and he eventually died, and the circumstances around his death as well are very uh weird. Like most people say, that he killed himself, which you know fits with the whole uh tortured artist killing himself uh stereotype. Like, it's very convenient, which is energetically stuff. But there are varying theories. Like, so, what happened is that um, he lived at this hotel and he went out in the afternoon with his painting supplies and stuff. And he said that he was going to the wheat field to paint. And then he went to the field and then he came back walking to the hotel with uh, a gunshot wound in his abdomen without any of his painting supplies. And then he was just like, I've been shot. And then he went upstairs. And uh, he was actually alive for a long time, like the police came to question him and shit. And he admitted to killing himself. He actually did that and then he died. Yeah, so due to the confession, many people believe that he killed himself. But there are a lot of discrepancies with the narrative. First of all, the way he shot himself, like, it wasn't straight exactly. It was from an oblique angle, which is uncommon for someone who would, you know, shoot themselves. And like, it was on the right side of his abdomen. And he was right-handed or something like that. So it would just be logistically very improbable that he, you know, turned his hand around and then shot him. Like, it just seems like a stupid way to kill yourself. And Mm -hmm. other than that, why would he uh, take his painting supplies out with him if he was just going to end up killing himself? And why would he walk all the way back to his hotel and then climb up to his room and then die in bed? Like, why would he go to all of this trouble if he just wanted to kill himself? So... And and also, like, Van Gogh famously uh disavowed suicide. Like, he thought it was a sin and it was immoral. So, there's that as well. So, like, even though he had his, like, issues, he, he still viewed suicide as not the best option. See, mm-hmm. the other theory basically, is that it's pretty popular. Like, it was there in this biography of him as well. So, it's basically that uh, there was this group of boys in the village and they loved to harass Munson because obviously he was an easy target. He was pretty meek and, you know, he was unkempt and shabby most of the time. And he was just very, like, you know, he couldn't really fight back. He was innocent. He could be preyed upon. Like, they, they would play a lot of pranks on him. While he was painting, like, he had this uh, habit of sucking the end of his brush. So he, he would just put, like, chili or something on it and just to harass him. And a lot of that, others should. Like, that's
1: him up such a fucking juvenile prank.
0: Yeah, it's so infuriating. Like, imagine you're bullying this person who a century later is one of the greatest artists to But yeah, Vincent was a kind-hearted person who didn't usually retaliate to stuff like this. But yeah, one of these boys, like one of the major bullies, he uh had this whole cowboy thing going on. So he bought like a hat and this like gun and he would play tricks with it. So the theory is that these boys had a lot lot to drink and they came about Vincent while he was painting and they had some sort of an argument or they tried to harass him again and the boy accidentally shot him or maybe even purposefully shot him but uh, Vincent admitted to killing himself just so that the lives of these boys would be saved because obviously they would be executed if the authorities found out which is just so sad.
1: Yeah, like if, if that's true then so sad because like even after everything they did to him like his primary concern was to you know save them
0: yeah and you know what's even sadder like uh, do you know about Vincent's brother so his brother Theo Van Gogh he Vincent was mostly like he he would paint and he would paint well but his paintings wouldn't really sell that much so Theo was the person who financially supported him for almost all of his life because he had Mm -hmm. a feeble job and Vincent was really frustrated because uh, he couldn't give back to his brother. Like, even after all these years, he was still mostly unsuccessful. And he felt really guilty for being, like, sort of a leech upon his brother yeah. and his family. So, yeah, mm-hmm. people say that Vincent didn't even accept his death. Like, even though he was short, he didn't really retaliate or even mind. Because he just saw himself as a border to Theo, so he just let it go. Which is infinitely saddled.
1: Yeah, like the worst part is that he died thinking of himself as a failure.
0: The worst part is that he died thinking like that. And then his brother died before Van Gogh really hit it back. Hmm.
1: Yeah, but like the whole Wilson's Doctor Who that. episode. The,
0: both
1: together. the Doctor Who episode featuring Van Gogh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is that is so sad.
0: I almost cried.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like basically. It's really, really sad. Yeah, basically what happens in the episode is that, uh, like, Doctor Who is this time-traveler guy. So he brings Van Gogh back to, like, uh present day, just to show him how much of an impact his work has left. and But he doesn't tell him that. And they go to this, uh, I think it's the Musee d'Orsay in Paris, which has a lot of his collections, like even the Starry Night and stuff like that. So, like, Van Gogh goes there, not knowing that, you know, his paintings are in there he he, he tells thinks that he died as a failure and then he goes in and he sees this entire section dedicated to Van Gogh artwork and he's so confused and then he sees his paintings, and he's completely shocked and then a doctor who goes to this like, I think he's the museum curator and he asks him uh, if Van Gogh is one of the greatest painters ever and he says yes absolutely without a doubt and he says that I would even like to argue that Van Gogh was one of the greatest humans who ever lived and Van Gogh is just looking at all of this so astonished and he just starts crying and he goes and hugs the curator. Like, it's one of the most heartwarming television scenes I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I have goosebumps right now because of it. It's so good. It's, like, really, really good. You guys yeah.
0: should
1: you guys should watch the Van Gogh museum scene from Doctor Who, if not the entire episode.
0: Yeah, for sure. But it just makes me mad because all of these things, like, prove that he was definitely a kind-hearted person. But people just like to label him as this, you know, tortured artist. And that's why the whole killing himself narrative is so convenient to to thrust upon him. But Mm -hmm. the thing about Van Gogh is he didn't make uh, good art because he was depressed. He made it in spite of being depressed, which is the impressive
1: part. Yeah, and some of his best work is when he was actually in a good state of mind.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, when uh,
1: when he was receiving psychiatric care.
0: Yeah, that just refutes the whole thing that he was only creative when he was sad.
1: Yeah, and people... Not, like, there might
0: be some... People try to
1: push the narrative that, like, he was so immersed in his uh artwork that, like, he drank his paint and stuff, and that's just, like, they romanticize it. But no, he drank the paint because he was clinically depressed.
0: Yeah, they romanticize his illness, and that's pretty gross.
1: Yeah. Speaking of tortured artists, uh, Edgar Allan Poe.
0: Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe is another artist who had a sad life. And an equally sad and confusing and unconventional death. So, uh, yeah, he just had a shitty life, man. He was orphaned. Not exactly orphaned, but his mom was dead. And his dad abandoned him. So, he grew up with foster parents. But his foster dad was a major hard-ass. And he didn't give him enough money, and he believed in making uh young Edgar work for his money. So even though he went to university, he did not have enough money for like bare minimum basic necessities, and he had to work for mm-hmm. it. And yeah, eventually he just current like he was he was really into debt. So he abandoned like his university after a few years, and uh he was engaged this role. but then he went and uh. No, he came back from university and, like, he found out that his fiancé was married after some other guy. So, yeah, at this point, he was just at, like, rock bottom. But then he got a bit famous and, like, he remarried, uh, unfortunately, to his 13-year-old cousin. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy, but what can I say? And, yeah, after yeah. that, he had a relatively stable life. Even though he was living with his cousin who was half his age. But yeah, let's just assume mm-hmm. that he was happy. And yeah, even his liter- literary career was like kind of okay. But then again, he had some troubles with alcoholism. And uh, yeah, his cousin died, sadly. The only woman he was actually happy with. So again, he was um, on his own. Yeah, so Edgar Allan Poe was found dead one day in Baltimore. Just lying on the gutter in a horrendous fashion. And no one knew how he got there, like even for this, there are a number of varying theories, so one of them is that like he was he was gonna get married again to his like remember the fiance who left him at the beginning. She came back to him, yeah, and he was going to get married to her, but apparently her brothers were against the match, and they didn't really like Edgar, so they beat him to death and just left him there,
1: which is understandably so he married his cousin. <laughs>
0: yeah it might have been justified who knows but it's still sad either way so that's one and uh another theory is that even though edgar drank a lot he wasn't really well suited to alcohol like even a glass of wine could make make him tipsy so yeah he alcohol wasn't really for him but he still drank it so yeah another theory is that he like drank himself to death and died by the gutter of alcohol poisoning, which, yeah, that's pretty miserable as well. And uh, another is that there was this thing which happened. There were elections going on in uh, the U.S. at the time. And there were these people who committed voter fraud. Like, there were these gangs who would just abduct random people. And uh, they would send them to vote again and again by making them wear different disguises so that one person could have multiple votes. So yeah, there's the theory is that he, Edgar Edgar was a victim of that, and it just somehow erupted into violence, and they beat him up and left him there to die. And uh, the last one is that he had a tumor in his brain, which he definitely showed some symptoms of that. Like uh, he went to the hospital, and like uh, in the morning he was just like, he he showed all signs of a tumor victim. Like he was looking around at objects, but he couldn't really register them. Apparently, even the doctor wrote it off as, uh, cerebral information, but that was just a polite way of saying that's why alcoholism, so that's dark. Another
1: poet who fits the tortured artist, uh, you know, more is Sylvia Plath.
0: Yeah, that's Sylvia Plath. Sylvia
1: Plath was this, uh, author slash poetist, and, um, so yeah, she was married to this guy named Ted Hugh. So I'm gonna go through her history of, you know, depression, stuff like that. So um so Sylvia Plath lost her father at the age of eight and that was the first year that was the same year her first poem was published. Um, at the age of twelve her uh, IQ was one hundred and sixty. The average i q of a twelve year old is ninety to
0: one hundred Damn.
1: uh when she went to college, she was a sort blind date uh she was really interested in writing, but she was rejected from a writing course. she suffered from insomnia and she couldn't meet uh Dylan Thomas, who was a writer that she admired a lot, and so all of this stuff was too much for her, so she um, she moved back home with her mother, and she had depression, and she had suicidal thoughts, but she wasn't sure if she could go through with it. So uh-huh. she tried to um, trigger warning. Uh, yeah, she she tried to check I don't know. She tried to check if she could take the pain by you know making cuts on her leg. And then she decided that she could do it. So she, so after a couple of weeks, she uh, attempted suicide by eating a bunch of her mom's sleeping pills. Um, she was yeah Sylvia
0: sent... Plath attempted suicide multiple times. She even wrote a poem about it, like one of her most famous poems is Lady Lazarus, in which she famously <laughs> says that dying is an art. Like everything else, I do it exceptionally well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I
0: I haven't
1: read it. I think so. Like I could be uh, wrong here, but like maybe uh, the title refers to the fact that she kept trying to kill herself, but she couldn't do it.
0: And you yeah. know, Lazarus, Lazarus came back from the... the dead. Yeah, he's the dude in the Bible whom Jesus resurrected.
1: Yeah, yeah. So back to uh, Sylvia Clark's life. Uh, She was admitted to psychiatric care for six months where she was given electric shock therapy. Uh, Later, she married Ted Hugh after dating him for only six months. And Ted Hugh was this uh, other really famous poet. And uh, you know how normal couples at that time wrote letters for each other and stuff?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: These guys wrote poems for each other. Romantic. Yeah. And they had two kids, one boy and one girl. Uh, But like, not, uh, everything was as good as it seemed. Uh, Sylvia Clark claimed that she had been beaten twice by tattoo. And that was when she was pregnant. And so she suffered a miscarriage uh, because of which her depression came back. And she attempted suicide once again. She took uh, her car and she tried to dump it into the river, and thankfully she was saved. But um, people thought that it was an accident until she published a work uh, like telling everyone that it was actually a suicide attempt, it wasn't an accident. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and then Ted Hugh he's such a piece of shit, he's such a piece of shit. Um, he cheated on Sylvia Plath with their tenant. Uh, he was
0: and,
1: an yeah, and uh, the tenant was pregnant, and so they split, and the kids went with Sylvia Plath. Sylvia Plath's depression came back. She tried to seek psychiatric care, but she couldn't get it. Then she wrote this semi autobiographical book called The Bell Jar, which is probably her most famous book. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, her mom didn't want her to publish it because, like, she didn't want everyone to know their business. And so it was only published in the UK. It wasn't published in the US because Sylvia Plath's mom stopped, like, she prevented it from happening. And so, uh, finally, how Sylvia Plath died was that um she sealed her kid's room with clothes. She stuck her head in an oven and she breathed in the carbon monoxide gas, which is a poisonous gas. That's a horrible, horrible
0: way
1: to die. Yeah, and then she was found a couple of hours later by a nurse who lived with them because of her depression. Uh, And Sylvia Plath's daughter eventually became an author too, but unfortunately her son committed suicide in his forties. Wow, it's
0: just like in some cases tragedy runs throughout the family, like you know with the Kennedys or Something, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Teddy was such a dick, like, he's uh, there's this whole controversy that he edited a lot of uh, Sylvia's like posthumous work or refused it to be released. And even in like one mm-hmm. letter, uh, he says that he wished last were dead, like, up during the miscarriage episode,
1: yeah, yeah. Like he beat up his pregnant wife, like, how do you get lower than that?
0: Yeah, glad is done.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, with Sylvia Clark, we're moving on to uh, more recent deaths, which is in the 20th century. But first, I want to talk about this guy from the 19th century. His name was Clement Deham, Valendien- I guess. I don't know. I'm really bad with names. But yeah, so he was this 19th century U.S. lawyer. Who was defending a murder suspect, and he was uh, he was trying to demonstrate in court that the supposed victim could have accidentally shot himself, and the guy
0: accidentally shot himself in court, and <laughs> yeah, it
1: worked because his client was acquitted.
0: That's just funny. It reminds me of that guy. Like he was a Civil War uh, general. Yeah. So John Sedgwick was this uh, Sedgwick. Yeah, so John Sedgwick was this uh, general during the American Civil War. He was on the Union side. And his death is really iconic because he was involved in this battle with Confederate troops. And Confederate sharpshooters were shooting at his soldiers. And his men got really scared and they started uh, ducking. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So he was like, Why are you dodging like this? They couldn't possibly shoot an elephant at this distance. And he immediately got shot.
1: <laughs> another death which is like kind of funny I guess like, was this was uh, a poet during the Romantic period his name was uh, Lord Byron
0: yeah I know but so, Lord
1: Byron yeah so he was this poet in the Romantic period as I've already said and uh, so basically he was just campaigning for uh, Greece to you know gain its independence from the Ottoman Empire Mm -hmm. and so he was like writing poetry and stuff and then one day he's like I'm gonna go fight in the Greek war for independence and he he went and he died of a fever (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, let's move on to the 20th century and there are a lot of uh, things to talk about in the 20th century
0: yeah, let's talk about
1: Rasputin. Yeah. Okay. So Rasputin was this uh, Russian mystic healer. Uh, Russia's greatest love machine. <laughs> he was this healer who was supposed to cure Tsar Nicholas II uh, the second, hemophiliacs um, on.
0: Uh huh.
1: And um, but he started gaining political influence. And he grew really close to the Tsarina. Uh, uh, to the point where he could have been the yeah, lover of the Russian Yeah, because the Tsar was away
0: fighting, uh, like leading his troops during World War one. So, this mm-hmm. big, big monk was just alone with the Tsar's wife. And yeah. he had a lot of influence over. Him, and, and the common people hated that.
1: Yeah, so, um, there were like a number of attempts to kill him, and they were all unsuccessful somehow, Uh, and how he finally died, apparently. Like, all of this is, uh, like, based on what the Russian mystic's murderer said. So the guy who murdered him was Prince Felix Yusupov, and according to him, uh, Gregory Rasputin consumed tea cakes and wine, which had all been laced with cyanide. But, like, he didn't appear to be affected by it at all. Even though cyanide is supposed to, you know, act really, really fast.
0: Yeah, like, in movies and shit, these spies or agents, whenever they get caught, they just, like, pop a pill and their mouth is foaming and they're dead immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, then, he was shot once in the chest and believed to be dead. But then, okay, I need you to picture this with me. Okay? Mm -hmm. Close your eyes and picture this with me. I am. Um... So there's, there's this Russian guy who looks like Ramdev, right? <laughs> and so you, you call him over for lunch and he comes. And you give you give him, like, tea and cakes and all that stuff, laced with cyanide. And you're like, he's going to die. Except he doesn't. And then you're like, fuck it, and you shoot him in the chest.
0: And he's still not dead.
1: No 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 no. He does appear dead. Like he closes his eyes and he lies down and stuff. And then you go to check on him. Are you with me? Like are you imagining? I am I am still so imagining it. Yeah. So you go to check on him, you get like real close to his face and then suddenly he jumps and attacks you. <laughs> and then this guy, Prince Felix, you suppose he frees himself and flees and last you ten after being shot, is running after this guy. <laughs> and he he makes it to the courtyard before being shot again. And then he collapses into the snowbank because it's always snowing in Russia. Uh, and uh, so, like, the conservators wrapped his body in a blanket and dropped him into a river. And wow. apparently, his magnum dong is still preserved in a pickle jar.
0: Yeah, but that's like supposed to be a sea cucumber or something like that.
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: Allegedly, who knows? Might have Yeah, be. but
1: if if it is his if it is his sea cucumber, I don't blame the czarena honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: another uh figure from around that time period is Hari Houdini.
0: Yeah, the magician.
1: Harry Houdini was this uh, English magician. Yeah. Uh, a very weird-looking dude. Uh, he was this magician who could, you know, you, you would tie him up in all sorts of kinky ways. He was he so would short as well. Like,
0: how short was he? Yeah, he was short, but
1: he was also jacked, dude.
0: Yeah, but he was barely, like, I don't know, 5'2 or something. 5'6, not 5'2, but it's, that's still short.
1: Yeah, he was pretty short. And, like, so his whole thing was that you could tie him up in any way and he would escape. So, yeah, that was it. And he also had this thing where, like, he would tell random people to punch him in the stomach, but he would, like, cleanse his guard, so that it became, like, rock hard and so he wouldn't really feel the punch or something. So one day he was backstage and this uh, random Kid comes up to him and he's like, Hey, Harry, can I punch you in the stomach? And Harry was like, sure. And normally, he used to take a second or two to cleanse his stomach, right? Mm-hmm. But then uh, the kid didn't give him that time. He just, like, fucking pounded him in the stomach. And so, Harry dies. No. That's crazy, so like-, like, this magician was survived
0: countless near death experiences in impossible ways. And then he dies because the kid punches him in the stomach.
1: Not any kid. A British kid.
0: A British kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Harry Houdini's death is uh, unconventional, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, another funny death yeah, is so. Elvis
0: Presley. <laughs> he died on the shuttle. <laughs>
1: So to anyone who doesn't know how Elvis Presley died, uh, basically Elvis Presley was um, you know the king of rock and roll, and uh, he was famous in the 50s and he was famous all through uh, you know the 50s, 60s, and 70s. But the peak of his fame was in the 50s, and um, he was completely anti-drugs, like uh, he met President Nixon and talked about how the Beatles were uh, a bad influence on the kids because of the whole uh, drug culture, so he was really anti-drugs, except when his doctor pr- prescribed them to him and so uh, by the time that um, Elvis died um, he was taking a huge amount of drugs every single day, like over-the-counter drugs
0: that's
1: so and stupid. So like he, if you're doing drugs, at least don't be a hypocrite about it. Do it the right way. Yeah, Elvis was yeah. not man. <laughs> yeah, so how Elvis died was that he He took this huge amount of drugs like pills and stuff. And so he was severely constipated for like 40 days. And this one morning he was just desperately trying to squeeze out one piece of poop. <laughs> and his heart just gave out.
0: (laughs) He died while dropping hunks of burning love.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. He was severely constipated. He tried to poop. He couldn't do it. That's how the king of
0: rock and roll died. That's the opposite of dying by explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Yeah, that's just funny, but there are some, like, weird and spooky deaths as well. Like, I read about this one woman. She... I don't even know if this is possible, but she died of spontaneous combustion. Like...
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, like, they found her, like... Uh, This landlady came to her house, and she found the metal knob was, uh, like, unusually warm to the touch. And when they opened the door... They just found like ashes all over the sofa and stuff. And her skull was shrunk to the size of a tea tea peacock, which is so weird.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, she might have even like been dead for a couple weeks or something, who knows? That's just sad though, because no one checked in on her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's like my worst fear that I die and no one even realizes it.
0: (laughs) That that will probably happen, I'm sorry. But yeah, they concluded that she died of spontaneous human combustion, which is, like, very rare. Like, extremely rare, but it does happen. Like, it has happened in a few cases throughout history.
1: Yeah. Uh, There was this Australian tailor guy. His name was, uh, and, uh, yeah, you you probably already know I'm going to butcher this, but Franz Reichert. Mm-hmm. and he thought that he had invented a device that could make men fly, which was, like, essentially just a parachute. <laughs> and so he got a permit from, like, the French police, and what he was going to do was that, like, he was going to try it from uh, the Eiffel tower, and then he went to the top, and he the only dummy that's going to go, you know, down from here is me. What he meant to say was that, he wasn't going to use, uh, you know, a dummy. What he did was, he jumped from the Eiffel Tower with a parachute that did not open.
0: That's just sad, that, but also like... You, 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 can,
1: you can predict what happened next.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't even need to mention it.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, are yeah, talking about more sad and gruesome deaths, I remember when I was a child, like... Do you remember Thursday magazine it was this magazine uh, that would come like, not every really yeah I mean I grew up in Oman so it did come there and when it discontinued my heart broke but anyway um I
1: don't know in Bahrain we had this fucking uh we had this mallu magazine like it was in English but it was a mallu magazine you know what I mean
0: yeah I know what you mean and it
1: was called magic pot
0: But yeah, so the magazine was the best. Like, yeah, it was my formative sources. Like, uh, you know, information about uh crime and like uh strange horror stuff. Yeah, yeah you know exactly
1: one... what a budding mind needs.
0: Yeah, precisely. So there was this one uh story which really like captivated me. So there was this French dancer called Isadora Duncan. Like, the entire story, I don't know, was just, like, very well-written and well structured. It was really, uh, creepy to me as a child. But she was this dancer, and, uh, she was really famous across, like, France and even the Soviet Union. Yeah, so Isadora went out one night in this convertible, like, open car without a roof, which you already know is a bad idea from a historical viewpoint. But anyway, um... Uh, It was cold that night, so a friend advised her to wear um, a jacket or a coat or whatever, but she's like, no, I'm just going to stick with this long-ass scarf. And just as she was about to leave, like, just as she left, uh, one of them was going to tell her to take the scarf off, but she'd already gone by then. And yeah, basically what happened is she was sitting in the passenger seat, and the long scarf just got caught in uh, the wheels, and, like, almost immediately the scarf tightened around her neck. And she fell out of the car, like, with a jerk, and her neck broke, and she fell on the footpath, and she died instantly, which is horrific.
2: Yeah, that's not even funny. Like, I I can't even make a joke about that. That's how fucked up that shit is. Yeah,
0: some of these is just
2: not funny. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so th- this kind of skips the timeline, but like to lighten the mood a little. Mm-hmm. There was this uh, <laughs> there was this Canadian lawyer, Gary Hoy, uh, uh-huh. who like, so basically um, his company made a building, I guess. And like one, uh, one entire side of the building was just glass. And uh, so they weren't sure if it was like safe or whatever. And so this guy is like, the glass is unbreakable. I'll I'll show it to you. And so he just ran and threw himself against the glass to prove that it wouldn't break. And he was
0: right.
2: He was right. It didn't break, but the glass popped out of its frame. And he fell down 24 floors.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is something you can't make a joke about. I mean, in some cases, you know, natural selection
2: yeah like anyone who has that thought needs to die
0: yeah yeah we
2: don't need that in our gene pool
0: it just makes the world a better place
2: Yeah. But yeah,
0: do you want me to light in the mood as well yeah okay. sure this is a single greatest story i've ever heard okay get ready for it so <laughs> there were these two workers working at an aluminium factory in romania and this one day they were just bored so they were like a hey, fucker and they decided to break employment regulations and they just stripped themselves naked and started <laughs> like fooling around in the aluminium factory and uh, they started Balls playing with an steel. air hose <laughs> they started fooling around with this air hose and they- Wait for it. One of them pumped six bars of atmospheric pressure into his anus, (laughs) causing internal hemorrhaging, and he died within minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is this is not even sad like one bit. It is the most (laughs) glorious way to go (laughs) out. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. Like... <laughs> please go ahead, please go ahead. <laughs> no, it's not a funny one, it's a fucked up one. I wish I had something that could like equal this, but I don't think I'll ever find anything as funny as this in my life. <laughs> he shot
2: himself in the ass and sex units of
0: atmospheric literally fell off.
2: Reverse flatulence.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is funny, but to bring back to the podcast to a more fucked up trajectory, this is just so fucked up. I mean, again, it is related to the anus, but like in a completely opposite way. So there's this famous... Uh, a case in um, like the state of Washington in the US. It's pretty recent, it's so fucking recent, it happened in like 2005. So uh, there was this guy called, uh, what was he called? There was a guy called Kenneth Spinyan and uh, he was a zoophilic, you can already see where this is going.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he shot and directed like pornographic videos involving like animals with his buddy to
2: die.
0: and he called himself Mr. Hans that was his stage mm-hmm. name so Mr. Hans recorded a bunch of uh, videos of him like doing it with like horses and cattle and shit and this one time uh, while he was recording uh, a video of <laughs> a horse penetrating him in his anus he sustained fatal injuries in his colon and he died which so, again deserved. It's so fucked up. Imagine Um, getting fucked to death by a horse.
2: The American dream.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that is like, that is not even arguably animal abuse. It is definitely animal abuse. And yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, um, another
2: fucked up one, which could be funny, but like in a very sick way. Um, so there was this, uh, Football player in Mizoram. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he scored a goal, and you know how people celebrate after scoring a goal?
0: Yeah, yeah. They run yeah. on and remove their shorts and shirt.
2: Yeah, so not this guy. What this guy decided to do was first he did a cartwheel and then he did a backflip. Mm-hmm. And then when he was doing a backflip, he landed on his neck and died on the spot. Again
0: dissolved. Like you know those annoying jokes at school, they're like haha, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. They all deserve to die. Yeah. Like honestly.
2: That that's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say that that didn't make me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how true it is,
2: but like apparently the guy's name was Jibru. <laughs> Someone told me this in like 4th or 5th grade in school, they were like, this guy Jiguru died yesterday, he, he was trying to do a backflip and then he fucking fell
0: on his neck and died. If you heard it in 4th grade, then it's definitely true. Yeah. But yeah, some of these cases are just so fucked up, like it, it gives me- I mean, it already is hard believing in humanity, but this just makes it impossible that these kind of people actually exist. Like, there was this one... This is a really famous case. Like, a lot of people know about it. But, like, um, the whole German cannibal case, have you heard of it? I have not. So, there was this guy called Armin Mavis. Like, he was a self-proclaimed cannibal, which is already fucked up. But then there was this platform called Cannibal Cafe. Where, like, these cannibals would get together and discuss, like... I don't know what they discussed. Like, cannibalism or
2: whatever. And what? Recipes.
0: Yeah, I... I, I hope so. But yeah, this other dude on the uh, side. He voluntarily offered his body to be eaten up by a cannibal, which is really fucked up. But yeah, he said that, hey, you know, y'all can eat me if you want to. I don't really mind. I mean, I can understand being suicidal, but this is just a whole different ballpark. Yeah. But anyway, this dude wanted to be eaten, and this other dude wanted someone to eat. So they agreed that they would help each other out. And then they met... And oh my god, it is just so gruesome. Like, this is too graphic, I don't even know if I should discuss it. But originally, like, this is, wasn't even the perpetrator's idea. Just a second,
2: just a second. Again,
0: trigger warning. Trigger warning, yeah. Extreme, extreme graphic violence and cannibalism and every single uh, trigger Crime warning. Crime known the planet. to man. Yeah. So, uh,. Again, this wasn't even the perpetrator. It was the victim himself. He offered... Like, he wanted the perpetrator to bite his penis off while he was still alive. Bite it off. And then he tried. But then he couldn't bite it off. So eventually, he just have to, he just have to, like, cut it off and cook it. Or something. No, I don't think he cooked it. He just ate it. I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, he did that. And then, like, he tried to bite him. But then he couldn't. So he just started, like, cutting parts of him. And then he sliced his wrist And I don't know, eventually... I think the guy died of blood loss or something and then he just like stored him up and like ate some of his body Ew... Yeah, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever read I don't think I'd read anything more disgusting than this I hope not Yeah, if there's anything more disgusting than this I don't think I can continue living Ew... Yeah, it's gross as fuck I thought that
2: the story I was going to tell was going to be depressing but like after what you've told me, uh, yeah, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, and uh, Cannibal Cafe was shut down off a lot. Thank fucking god.
2: I was going to talk about the death of Jeff Buckley.
0: Uh huh, yeah.
2: So, Jeff Buckley was this uh, musician in the 90s um he's really famous for his cover of hallelujah by leonard cohen Mm -hmm. so he he released one album yeah it is it is um he just released one album he was recording his second album when he died so jeff buckley went swimming fully dressed in wolf river in harbor and uh it's a water channel of the mississippi river He went swimming fully dressed while singing the chorus of Whole Lot Of Love by Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of his roadies remained on the shore. Um, So he was like moving. I don't know. He was like, I don't know. He was keeping the radio and a guitar somewhere. And this boat was passing in front of him. And so um, when the boat passed and the roadie looked back. Uh, Jeff Buckley wasn't there anymore. So, yeah, he drowned. And then his body was found floating on, like, four days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's basically just that, that, uh... He drowned. Like, under a boat.
0: Yeah, and the creepiest part is that, allegedly, uh... A lot of his lyrics reference him dying. But some of them are specifically about drowning. Like, one mm-hmm. of them says that, uh... Your eyes to the ground, and the whole world spinning ground, Forever asleep in the sand, with the ocean washing over. Which is, like, sp- spooky as fuck. I like Jeff
2: Buckley. Like, I've heard all of his songs.
0: Yeah, it's a tragedy that he died as young as he you read. Yeah. And he only released one album. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: his autopsy showed no signs of drugs or alcohol in his system. So, yeah, like... That was one of the first, uh, you know, whenever a musician dies, that's the first thing that people think of.
0: Yeah, that's but
2: true. But, yeah, he had no substance in his system. Mm-hmm. And his official website has published a statement saying that his death was not mysterious and it was not a suicide. It's just that he drowned.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why message sure, or whatever, but sometimes it's just hard to believe. hmm Yeah, yeah,
2: it's... It's a loss.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, speaking of celebrities who have died, there was this uh, WWE wrestler called Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. So um, he had been wrestling since the 90s. And uh, in 2005, I think, his best friend passed away. Like, they were both in WWE, and his best friend passed away, and so, like, he had a lot of uh, mental trauma, I guess. And uh, in the wrestling business, like, they used to take steroids and stuff, and uh, they had concussions all the time.
0: Yeah, the WWE is horrible, the way they, like, exploit their employees. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is, and, like, they can't unionize or anything. Just recently, uh, you know how uh, some celebrities uh, stream on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, WWE like just uh, made it illegal for their employees to do that. Like they can't use their likeness on Twitch or like there was this. There's this is one app where you can. Uh, I don't know. You can video call with a celebrity for uh, you know a couple of minutes, something like that. They can't have only fans, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, they literally control the lives of their wrestlers.
2: Yeah, and like they aren't allowed to unionize, all that stuff. Mm -hmm.
0: Fuck the WWE.
2: Yeah, fuck them. Uh, So this guy, uh, he had a lot of uh, mental issues, clearly. And so what he did was, uh, he strangled his wife to death. He strangled his son to death. And his son was younger than 10. He was like 7 or something. And, like, this happened over the course of three days. Like, he uh, killed his wife, he killed his son, and then he killed himself.
0: Okay, on three separate days?
2: Uh, I think he killed his wife and his son on the same day, and then, like, two
0: days later, he killed himself. That's just fucked up, man. Like, if you want to die, just, you know, go ahead, but...
2: Yeah, but then, uh, so apparently, like, he had been a lot of, he he had been under a lot of stress because, like, there were reports of him being given a push in the WWE, which basically means that, like, he was gonna become a big deal in the WWE and win championships and stuff because it's all scripted.
0: Yeah, obviously it's scripted.
2: Yeah, so he was under under a lot of stress because of that, because of which he had become, like, abusive and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, like, he tied uh, his wife's legs and hands together and choked her to death. And then he choked his son. And uh, he placed Bibles near their bodies. And, like, one of his last Google searches was, like, most painless way to kill yourself or something like that. And so, you know that uh, machine in the gym in which, like, there's a bar above you and you pull it? And it's attached to weights, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, so he hanged himself from that, like that's how he died.
0: I mean, no offense, but if he googled that, I don't really think hanging is the most painless way to die,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely not. But like, I, I, I guess he just wanted to get it done with.
0: Oh, uh, I'm depressed now,
2: yeah. Wait, I have something which could make you laugh, maybe, sure. <laughs> In 2007, the deputy mayor of Delhi Surinder Singh Bajwa died falling off a balcony while trying to fend off a troop of attacking monkeys.
0: <laughs> this could only happen in Delhi. <laughs> uh, like that's that are sort of ironic as well. Um, you know, segue right, those thing that annoying kids have, yeah, 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 annoying rich kids,
2: yeah, basically, like uh you know the scooter that he used to have as a kid yeah Bad, but like electric.
0: automatic and without the handle and you just balance yeah. it so you won't believe this but the founder of segway died while segwaying off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> yeah but apparently he did it for a good reason because like there was this guy passing by with his dog so like he he'd reversed to like avoid him and then he just got confused and he fell down on the cliff and he died, so it's not that dumb after all. Yeah. But then again, why were you segwaying on a cliff in the first place?
2: Yeah, I don't know, like people with segways just wanna segway everywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're using a segway then arguably you should be a victim of natural selection.
2: Yeah. Like, it's the same speed as walking. Yeah, literally. Okay, so uh, I think we both have talked about almost every unconventional death we could find. And so to end on a positive note, I don't know if we can end on a positive note uh, in an episode about unconventional deaths, but we'll try. Uh, So to end on a positive note, in January of 2013, the 68-year-old man left his van to open a gate. And his dog stepped on the van's gas pedal and ran him over.
0: It's not the dog's fault. Like, I know the dog literally causes that, but it's not his fault. Yeah, that's just the greatest visual I have ever
1: imagined.
0: Yeah, I mean, this like episode made me reconsider ways that I would like to die. And yeah. getting killed by my dog is definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah, I would like that. <laughs> Same. Or, uh, you know, six bars of atmospheric pressure in my anus. I could help with that. Aaja, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> So in conclusion, don't marry your cousin, don't have sex with a horse, and don't bone the zarina. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again next week.